0: We'll I'm right Spirits shall sorrow no more, not a sigh for the blessings of rest. In the sweet, by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. In the sweet, by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. Father
1: above,
0: we will offer our tribute of praise for the glorious gift of his love and the blessings that have hallow- you pray with me please. Dear God, we thank you for this day and we thank you for another opportunity to come together and worship you here in this place. We pray that you would open our hearts and our minds today so that we could focus on the message and receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: If you all feel led to uh, clap or stamp your feet, please do so. Praise the Lord, I saw
2: Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Memorial. My name is Joe Cade. I'm the minister here. Service. We have not had this service for nearly a month. A month, which is crazy. I told the band just now that's the way to come out firing on our first Sunday. Uh, I'm so grateful to have them. Have you all back in here. I'm excited to worship in here again uh, in this style. Before I get started, I want to offer you the opportunity to participate in the prayer life of our church. We have a group that prays, uh, gathers on Tuesday mornings. Uh, As faithful as the post office, postman comes, rain, sleet, or shine, they're here, and they will pray for you if you would like. You simply have to um, raise your hand, and uh, Usher will bring you a note card. You can write on that note card, just print legibly, and we'll share it with the group, and um, they'll be happy to pray for you throughout this week. Uh, We believe in five practices that we're trying to live out. We are trying to live out. Sometimes we get them, sometimes we don't, um, but we talk about them all the time, and we're trying to live them out. Uh, Radical Hospitality is our first practice that we talk about all the time. Um, We are uh, taking pictures today, Adam is taking pictures for the directory, if you missed your opportunity when we had that time, uh, they will be uh, in the directory, you can take them today, he'll be at the back of the service, look back there and Adam will wave at you. Uh, Simon says look back there and Adam will wave at you. (laughs) Uh, and if you know and he will take your picture he will also take pictures after 11 o'clock if that's the time that you would like to do it um, We believe in intentional faith development um, I'll tell you the podcast is back. We took time off and it was uh, great to take that time off But we're also happy to be back. It will um, be directly focused on the theme that we will discuss on Sunday and not only is it for us which was the case before But now Kristen at Faith United Methodist and Brad Gray at St. Andrew's United Methodist in Charleston. Their churches are doing the exact same thing we're doing too. So it's a um, collaborative effort among the three of us. You're always smarter with other people. And uh, I'm grateful to have them. And I encourage you to listen to it. Uh, SundayScripturePodcast.com. It's very simple to find. Confirmation begins today um, for uh, sixth graders and above. I will be... In the hall, I'll be just outside the sanctuary and gather everybody up and take them up to my office because it's in a strange place now, and make sure that everybody gets there. Uh, so, if you're in the confirmation class, make sure you uh, follow me uh, to the exact location. I'm going to turn to Erin.
3: Thank you. Good morning. I'm Erin Knight, Director of Children and Family Ministries, and I just have a few announcements. One is that the elementary children will have a combined Sunday school class in the sh- in the straight room. Uh, this morning and that's because last week we were going to celebrate Epiphany um, and we instead celebrated snow. <laughs> so they will be in there. Uh, fair warning to parents as your children eat donuts, there will be a king cake so I apologize for all the sugar this week but it is a celebration so we will <laughs> we will have a little bit of king cake. Um, also tonight there will be no sunday night programming that is to honor the long weekend the martin luther king holiday tomorrow and i hope you all have a good time with your families Um, last announcement is that the children voted in the fall on the missions that they felt most important to them and one of the top things they care about is helping animals i think children uh, not only love animals but they feel like that's something they can do themselves because um, that animals need the love and care kids can give them. Uh, So to honor that uh, wish of the children to help animals, we will be taking up donations for the Greenville Humane Society all month and you can leave them upstairs in the straight room or in my office. I will leave this long list of what their needs are on the back table rather than read it all to you, but you can also find it on their website. And um, the kids will make posters in uh, the last Sunday of the month to help actual animals get adopted that we will find on the website and, and um, try to promote so that they find a home. And that night also we will have a service dog come to visit the kids so they get to have a little one-on-one time with, with an animal. So thanks for all that and that concludes the announcements.
2: So grateful that um, we worked all Christmas break to get every meeting that we have on Monday night. Some are um, second Mondays all through the year, some are every other second Monday, some are on third Mondays, some at six, some at seven. Um, We've worked just about every committee out. When we get them all settled, we'll publish it. And I'm grateful for all the leadership for being willing to shift off Mondays, off Thursdays, off Wednesdays, so that we can have one mindset um, that there are meetings on Mondays. And I'm I'm grateful for that. Thank you. Let's uh, pray together. Father it's been a busy season and all of a sudden it's a new year and all of a sudden we're halfway through January and we're wondering what our goals should be for this year. Open these lyrics of these songs up in our hearts and minds. Open up the text for us. Make me an instrument that I may declare your word. Help us all to gather as one voice, one body, hearing your one message of hope and love and purpose for 2017 for this community. It's in your Son's holy name who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Um, Brief word about the bulletins, both in this service and in the um, traditional service and the scripture. Because we printed all the bulletins for last Sunday, because we had no idea, we had some idea that the storm would come, but we went ahead and printed them to make sure. We thought, let's use the exact same themes and the exact same songs that we were already going to use for last week, this week, and save us um, all that ink and all that paper. Uh, So we'll skip the scripture passage that was today and go straight to the 22nd next week. You'll see some announcements that are a little off. You'll see memorials that will need to be updated next week, and they'll be reflected in uh, next week's bulletin uh, so that we could, uh, like I said, save a lot of paper, save a lot of ink. So we're looking at John chapter 1 today, starting with verse 29. The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, A man comes after me, has surpassed me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. So let's look at our first praise. A different version of the same story. It's important to share this story of Jesus' baptism, but it's also important to note that it is dramatically different from the other versions in the Gospels. There are uh, several stories that are included in all four, and this one is. And when they are, it's interesting to look at them, compare and see how different they are from one another. Um, Matthew loves to talk about the law and have the gospel be a reflection of the Old Testament law. So it's the fulfillment of everything that was. Mark loves to talk about facts. This is what happened. This is what happened. This is what happened. This is what happened. So when, you, when you tell someone, can you just tell me what happened? Mark is your gospel. Because he's just going to tell you what happened. Uh, Luke starts off by saying, this is an orderly account. I put an awful lot of time into not only telling you what happened, but why it matters how it's deeply connected. Matthew and Luke will have the baptism story. Mark and John do not. John uses language. Let's go back one slide. Uh, back one. Look at 30. This is the one I meant when I said, a man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. <laughs> what? That's a phrase you'll find in John. And it's doubly... Confusing because it's the author of the Gospel of John talking about John the Baptist. And John the Baptist is telling potential followers of Jesus, this guy is amazing, he's coming after me, and he was also before me. And the people are like, What? Talking about the eternal nature of Christ there from the beginning. And that's John's central focus, the author of the Gospel of John, creation. All of human history. He'll start and say, in the beginning, and he'll say what's going to happen at the very end of the Gospel two verses later. He's the whole scope. And he's talking about this Christ becoming a human being and coming after him. And saying, I'm going to be, he's going to be the significant thing, not me. Um, So think about three people you're around all the time in terms of this gospel comparison. um, You have many shared stories over the last 40 years. You have many instances in which you retell those same stories. Think about the one that tells the story in a dramatically different way than the rest of you. And if you can't think of that person in your group, you might be that person in the group. You don't tell it in a um, just a fact, line-by-line line thing. You tell all sorts of swirling emotions that are surrounding it. All sorts of significant things that are surrounding it. And that's what the Gospel of John is doing. Deeply theological. So this is the author of the Gospel of John giving the words of John the Baptist about Jesus' baptism. Is that clear? Y'all got that? 32. Then John gave this testimony... I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. Does that sound familiar from the other Gospels? And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. This is why this is my least favorite Gospel to read in public. Because, you got man, you got to look at every word. I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. So let's look at your next phrase. What story do you tell to others? You're telling a story all the time. Whether it has to do with you, whether it has to do with work, whether it has to do with family, whether it has to do with the church, whether they're all likely very um, swirled together. But you are always telling a story. By your responses by the things that you say, by the way that you react, this might be the most serious question I ask you. What story are you telling all the time to your friends, to your coworkers, to people you barely know, to people on the road? Because you have a general pattern in the way that you respond to just about any subject. I'm guessing if you're around five or six other people, you can guess what they're going to say about a particular subject. That's because they're generally telling a story that you recognize and understand. It's initially about you and your life, this question. But it's also about the way you feel about God. What is the story that you are telling about God? Do you have confidence that God, I don't have God as pulling strings and controlling every syllable that you say? But do you see God as having a plan for us, a hope for us, a dream for us? Do you see God having hopes and dreams for you? Is that part of the story that you are consistently telling? Not um, you're in an elevator at the hospital and you run into someone and you say, you know what, I can tell you how much Jesus loves me. And I can tell you how much Jesus loves you. This is unlikely. Well, what kind of hope are you sharing in yourself and in God in the overall story that you tell are the people all the time? John the Baptist is simply excited about what he 's seen and he wants to say something about it. you, you know you run in people that they 've had a grandchild or um, they 've gotten a new job or they 've moved into a beautiful new home or uh, I don't want to mess with Carolina people. You've, you've, won a, you've won a significant thing at some point in time in the very near past. You can see it on their face. And it's not going to take them long. You, you just got to give them a simple little question there, and they're going to go with it. Because they're excited to tell that story. Um, he's baptizing and celebrating this story that he's seen. So this is the next day, verse 35. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went out and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Interesting that John has disciples. These are people that have bought into what he is trying to say. Typically, when a person has followers and another person comes along who could take those followers, those people are entirely threatened by this new entity and will in many cases dog that person to make sure that you stay with me. What does John the Baptist do? You know, you ask, like, what does a dog do? A dog does what a dog does. John the Baptist does what John the Baptist does, which is to say it's not about me. I'm simply the pathway to the one that's greater. And you've been following me. You're not following me to ultimately follow me. You're following me to ultimately follow Him. And so fascinating when He goes in, when He runs into them, He says, what do you want? So that's that's, um, our next phrase. Our stories describe what we want. You know, do you, do you typically tell a funny one? Do you typically tell one about yourself? Do you typically tell one about another person? Do you typically uh, tell a sad one? because you've experienced a lot of brokenness and sadness lately or over the long term? The stories give away a lot of what we hope and dream for. And Jesus says, "What do you want?" Same as I said on the podcast, when uh, those, you know, the people that go into the gym in January, what does the trainer say? What do you want? And the person goes, <laughs> I don't know, I want, I want to be less than what I am, in some way, shape, or form. And the trainer goes, oh, well, all you have to do is want that and then you're set. You don't have to do anything else, right? That's what the trainer says. And the trainer says, well, um, follow me. We're going to go over this machine and it's not going to be any fun. And for me, the fitness part is never um, the heartbreaking part. It's the lowering food consumption while doing fitness. That doesn't make any sense. We're doing increased fitness. We should do increased consumption. When the consumption I was already consuming was already increased with no fitness, right? He says, what do you want? What did they, how did they respond to him? They said, where are you staying? Which he always, is kind of, it's not necessarily flipping the script because this is the very beginning. But their entire relationship, they will ask him questions and he will give them questions back. But he's generally trying to lead them to a deeper level. They're not doing that. They're just saying, where are you you going? Can we go with you? Think of uh, movies of a young mentee who is seeking out an expert who is burned out on the subject and doesn't want to teach anybody else. Think about how many movies you can think of like that um, with um, Star Wars or Karate Kid or uh, there's got to be another one. There's several out there. Most of them have that same theme and go, no, I'm not teaching anybody else. And what does that potential mentor say, the mentee? What do you want? The mentee always is, I want to be the greatest, I want to be dominant, I want to win everything. And by the end of the movie, what's the mentor teaching them? It's not about that. It's about going to a deeper level, and the winning, or the victory, or whatever comes as a result of going to that deeper level. The incredibly simple... But incredibly important question Jesus asks is, what do you want? And it's the question that we've got to ask ourselves individually and corporately. What do we want at Memorial in 2017? My dream always, professionally, is to remove impediments, remove drama. Put people in positions where they want to be where they have time and where they have skill set. And I figure if you remove conflict, drama, and put people in a position to succeed, something good ought to come from that. But the longest I've ever been somewhere is four years. That's because, generally speaking, the removal of drama, the removal of conflict, the removal of impediments, the placement of people putting in the right spot generally costs me everything that I have, and I can't do anything else. but that's not my dream here, and also it has to do with maturity. you know I um, say when I was younger, that's goofy, I'm sure to a number of you, uh, even in my last appointment, you know it's throttle all the way the entire time and don't rest and don't exercise and don't um, uh, cherish moments with family grind period that's not my dream here and i'm figuring it's not your dream either so if you're asking yourself what do i want i'm hoping that we're getting ourselves in a position where we can do what you want because we're not dealing with anything else. We're just thinking what do we want to be and how do we want to be and how long can we be that thing. And I think the practices have really helped us focus. It's um, helped me focus that mindset. So let's look at verse 40. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who followed Jesus first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is, the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which one of the, any of the great organizations you immediately give someone a nickname, and they are that nickname henceforth. Which, tra- when translated, is Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me so here's your last phrase how might people respond to your story if it has hope not only in God but in yourself and in your church how might people respond to that story one of the most critical people in the history of Christianity started off because someone else said I've seen something exciting and I want you to come and see what if Peter had stayed out on the edges one of the fundamental leaders of all time top five started because someone else said you ought to come and see not well you're going to be judged if you don't come or you're dumb if you don't come or wait you don't go to church what's wrong with you Come and see something exciting that we're doing. I'm excited about it, you're saying to this person. And I think you might be excited about it too. That is as simple as it can be. Um, I'm going to end with a quote. It's uh, not on the screen. It's from David Lose. He's my favorite commentator on um, Scripture. He said, Evangelism is noticing what God is doing in our lives, sharing that with others, and inviting them to come and see for themselves. did isn't any more complicated than that. What is God doing in our lives? How can we share that with others? And how can we invite them to come and see and let themselves and God take care of the rest? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your patience. as we've told many, many stories that weren't very helpful, as we've told stories that hurt others, as we've told stories that have hurt groups, you continue to call us even though we're rebellious. You continue to invite us but offer free will. We're grateful for your patience Lord, help us to be 1,000th as patient as you are with other human beings when we share our story. When they're blah about it, when they're hostile about it, when they say they might and don't, remind us that you were patient with us forever and continue to be. Give us patience. Give us enthusiasm. Give us purpose that we might tell your story in 2017. It's in your Son's name we pray. Amen. Please stand and join me in our modern affirmation found on the screen. We believe in God the Father, infinite in wisdom, power, and love, whose mercy is all over His works and whose will is directed to His children's good. We believe in Jesus Christ, Son of God and Son of Man, the gift of the Father's unfailing grace, the ground of our hope and the promise of God fulfilled. We believe in the Holy Spirit as a divine presence in our lives, reminding us always of the truth of Christ, our inspiration and strength in times of joy and sorrow. We believe our faith should be apparent in our words of love and acts of service that the kingdom of God may be a present reality here on earth. You may be seated. It's now time uh, for our offering and if you would like to give online or text to give, you'll see instructions in the bulletin.
0: Please stand and sing with us. To be forgiven and be free. It's all you got to lean on, but thank God it's all you need. And all the people said amen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And all the people said amen. Give thanks to the Lord for His love never ends. And all the people said amen. You're a poor. But it don't matter, weak or strong, no love is what we're after We're all broken, but we're all in this together God knows we stumble and we fall and He so loved the world, He sent His Son to save us all And all the people said amen, whoa, whoa said amen Blessed are the poor in spirit who are torn apart Blessed are the persecuted and the pure in heart Blessed are the people hungry for another star For theirs is the kingdom The kingdom of God And all the people said amen Whoa, whoa And all the people said amen Give yeah, thanks to the Lord, for His love never ends. And all the people say, Amen. And all the people say, Amen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And all the people say, Amen. But thanks to the Lord, for His love never ends. And all the people say, Amen.
2: Let me know. Mike played bass for us today. Mike, we're so grateful that you joined us. Thank you. Um, Glad to be back in the khakis and the blue shirt, uniform and (laughs) 9 o'clock service. So excited about that. Grateful to have you all back. Um, If you want pictures, take them in the back with Adam. If you are in confirmation, uh, join me in the back, and uh, we'll have some uh, 11 o'clock people coming, so we can't just stay here. Um, But we'll get on our way over to uh, my office. is there anything else I need to say? No children's Sunday night programming, but you do have the adult class with uh, Fred Parker uh, if you'd like to join him tonight. Go in peace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit go with you all. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I saw the light. I
1: saw the light.